this is another episode of Off the Record Podcast with uh, your guest host, Sergey Ross. And today I'm joined by another great founder, Neil Leon of, from Urban Monks, a growth marketing agency that he started in early 2019. Now, before going the entrepreneurial route, Neil was a marketing manager at L'Oreal in Paris, then director of brand at Kareem and a head of growth at Watchmen. Neil thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Now, I got to ask you, Urban Monks, where that name came from? So it actually came from um, a trip that um, I did when I first resigned from my previous job. Um, I was in Bali um, and I was really deep into understanding what type of business I could do from a laptop. I was really uh, super bullish on, on finding any sort of business that would allow me to travel the world do everything on a laptop and never, never, never again step foot in an office. That was pre-COVID, so location independent, digital nomads, and all of that was kind of like the abnormal, like the, like the non-so-normal Too early. people. Well, now it's pretty much like everyone. Um, and yeah, so that's where uh, I came back. I had like, I shaved my head. Uh, I bought like all these like really cool Buddhist uh, necklaces and I had like all this like the Bali look if you've been to Bali you're probably like right thing and, and I was just with my wife and my wife's like I was like brainstorming on on the on the name of the company and she was like I don't know what you look like man you look like super weird it, it, you look like like some sort of urban monks because I was wearing like my uh my Nike Air Force but I have this monk look and so she was <laughs> like why don't you call it the urban monks and I was like, oh, that's actually a cool, cool name. Let's do it. The fact that you didn't call it the agency, I think it's a big advantage. <laughs> Everybody has some sort of an agency word, a lot of people attached. Yeah, like, I don't know, like uh, media or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first job when you uh, moved into marketing? Uh, so my first job really like, uh, oh man, that goes back to like a very, very long time ago. Um, I didn't really know I had like a knack for marketing uh, until one day when um, I, so basically uh, it was, I think 2002 or yeah, 2001, 2002. Um, basically I just had finished high school back then. Uh, and uh, with my mates, we went to Greece for the summer. And what happened is that um, I, so my parents were in Argentina and they gave me some pocket money to say, hey man, like just, you have this amount of money, you can stay 10 days, you have more than you need, just go and enjoy, well done for your school or whatever I've done that year yeah. and now go enjoy. I get to Greece the first day I lose my wallet. And back then, like it was kind of different because it, like the world was not as connected as now. So we still had to go, like there was no smartphone. So I couldn't like really reach out to my parents, I had to go to the internet cafe and tell them and whatever. And my friends were like, don't worry, we're going to give you the money and whatnot. And I was like, fuck, no. Like, you know, like it would have been like a whole mess. And I decided, you know what? What I'm going to do here, I'm going to work here while I also do the vacation so that instead of going and ask for money and ask my parents and then justify the fact that I lost my wallet and whatnot, I'm going to go back home with money. So uh, long story short, I found, um, I found a job as a PR uh, for, for a small like bar, lounge, whatever. And then um, had so many other ideas coming to fruition while I was doing the PR. So one, 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 one thing was we started like subletting um, our, our apartment 
because we had more like bed spaces. Uh, and at some point I, I had like this PR job, like this promoter job and I had like my a big old apartment that I was subletting with other people. So it became like, uh, I went home. I remember something around like $8,000, six or $8,000 at the end of the summer. And you were on um, vacation so, at the time, right? This was a purpose of the trip. Yeah, and it was a vacation at the time. So, and that's really when I understood a lot about marketing. Um, uh, one thing that I understood back then about marketing was the fact of creating hype around uh, around products in a very natural and very a very very authentic way. And for instance, uh, I, I still remember the owner was was a Greek guy, uh, and uh, he had. Um, basically he came from a very humble background and his father, uh, had still like a farm. And so what we did in order to attract, um, tourists in, 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 in moment where like, it was kind of like, um, dipping Going down. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we took, um, I took two Australian, very, very hot Australian girls that were staying with us because at some point I had like, I was almost running like a small hostel. I had like so many people coming in and out paying for that like, you know, paying for, for, for the rooms. Um, and I had these two girls that said, Hey, do you want to make some, some, some quick cash and have some fun? And they said, yeah. And I asked that, that guy, the, the owner. Emilio, uh, uh, you just uh, dropped off for a couple of minutes, like a couple of seconds. Um, go back for our, I'll go back to, to, to Australian. Yeah. It's just like the audio stopped. You want to say something? I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Yeah. Now I can't. Now it's good. weird. That's weird. Like I was going to say, like, I, I don't know if I, cause I didn't hear you for, for, for a few minutes for a few seconds. Oh, okay. Now, now I can hear you. That's weird. Uh, I was going to say, uh, go back to, because I'm not sure it was recorded to the, the point of the Australian girls, just from, from that point. And I'll, I'll cut it in. So it should, it should found fine. So you found, oh, yeah. you found so, Australian girls. So it's, it was very simple at that. At some point I was subletting a lot of different beds. Um, and one of, of the, of the, of the two, like two people that were in, in our, in our structure, uh, were two really, really hot Australian girls. And I, Asked them, hey, do you want to make some cash and have some fun going down to the beach? And they said, sure, let's go. And so what we did, um, I asked the the, the owner of, uh, of of this of this small um, club to uh, to ask his father to lend us a donkey. And they were like, what? So we took the donkey. We did like a whole sort of like really funky uh, baby paint uh, on the donkey to make it like look super cool. And then we went uh, and, and we went down to the beach myself with a cowboy hat with a donkey and two Australian girls just like giving flyers of that place. And that's when I realized that I like, and that's, you know, when I came back, we, we filled that, 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 that place. And there was like, like a super long queue. And I used to be paid one euro per person that would go in. Um, and at some point I talked to the owners and like, man, in, in, in five years that I've opened this stuff, we've never been so full. So that's when I realized I had something, I had like a really, really good knack for marketing. And, and then you moved on to fashion. You, you went, you did time at L'Oreal and then another company. Why fashion? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, then it was pretty, uh, pretty simple because I was, I was in France at that time and, uh, and the best marketing uh, French people 
have done, in my opinion, back then, and still my opinion, is really in the fashion and in the beauty industry. Fashion, beauty, and wine, that's where uh, French people really excel. And I wanted to learn. At some point, I understood that I had like, that kind of potential in marketing. Now I said, where, like, what are the best schools around me in terms of like, where are the best places I can learn marketing as an art? Why is that? Is it because there's so much competition in fashion, it's really hard to stand out? I don't know. I think it's, it goes back to national competitive advantages. Some nations are better at doing stuff than others. And uh, you could retrace back to their history or whatever that is. But France, they're extremely good at everything related to beauty, everything related to spirits, and everything related to uh, to fashion. That's what, like, really, they really do excel. Um, like, so if you go in Switzerland, it will be about, like, like you know like jewelry and about about watches and if you go in like in different places in silicon valley it's going to all about be about tech so my criteria back then was like i'm in france right now i moved here in paris to stay with my wife and now i need to find a job here what is the best marketing like school that i could learn to it's not probably not tech it's not like a uh, large distribution or fmcg because so and like in my mind it was very clear that they were extremely good at building that oh la la kind of kind of um, kind of uh, uh, feeling in people. Yeah. I said like, how can I how can I um, how can I uh, pretty much take that and and destructure it to understand the formula? And so that's why I went. That's why I fought really to get into Chanel. And Chanel, it's like you know, it's really huge brand where everything is on brand. It's still family owned. Uh, and there's so many subtleties that you learn working with them that make their secret formula, their secret sauce. And it was like fascinating to be there for, 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 for the time. What was, um, the difference, what was the difference between Chanel and L'Oreal just from your, as a marketer? So as a marketer, they're, they're very different. Chanel is more uh, into the pure formula of that French touch. Um, whereas L'Oreal, they took that formula and they made it, made it they turned it into mass market. Uh, more like, like far more distributed, far like, so just think about, think about the difference between McDonald's and a burger, like, you know, a, a super specialty burger chain. Like a small um, chain a smaller chain that is like that uses like super premium ingredient that so one is gourmet the other one is gourmet but at scale so it's more like probably not mcdonald's but it's more like you know gourmet at scale so um, i really wanted to see both and that's why i went then from chanel to l'oreal because l'oreal was a bit more dynamic more international faster louder um and it was like more scalable as a model itself so, so every founder now, uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip to your your move to Kareem, which is really equally fascinating. But we, we will come back to it if we have time. Now, every founder needs to build a brand somehow online. What do they need to do? Let's say they started a company relatively just a couple of days ago. Maybe they they just opened it up. What do they need to do from their brand perspective day one? What do they need to think about? 
Well, they need to contact us because now we recently launched a service where we help them build their personal brand and we're getting like our beta users. So it's not even expensive in a year or so it's going to be very expensive. I'm telling you that. But well, jokes I, apart, I, believe, I, I believe that I believe that, but, but from, maybe we, we start from a personal brand and then you could talk about yeah. the other side. So I'm just talking about personal brand here. And this is exactly, um, this is exactly the thing that I've been studying for like a very long time because I was like fascinated by these people that were really out there that have like a presence and, and you know, that, that they had like some sort of following. Um, again, I'm not like a super, I, I mean, I don't have like a million followers right now. I think like on LinkedIn, I, I'm almost like 15,000, but the, the, the thing that is really important for me was not that it was like, how do I get my voice and my message across uh, in a way that it impacts people, that inspires people, that gets people somewhere. And that, you know, there was before I read your post and after I read your post. So how do I make an impact? Um, and, and so I think like the most important thing is really being like super clear about your message. What do you want to tell people out there? And right now we're working with founders um, because we launched this sort of um, inf like LinkedIn influencer program um, where we basically go and find super interesting founders that have like a very strong story to tell but now it's locked in in a closet because they don't have time because they lack the time. They lack the expertise. They don't have the consistency. They don't have a system in place that allows them to scale that voice and to put that voice in front of a lot of people. And since we started this, uh, this, uh, we started as an experiment. We just took like one client first, then another came, then another came. And now it's becoming like a proper activity that we like a proper, proper service that we sell. And, what I realized is that they were all struggling at the same thing and they had stories that were much more interesting than mine, yet they had zero followers. As soon as they posted, they had two likes and nobody commenting. And I was posting something that was like completely average compared to what they, were, they had to tell because these were like really, like really amazing founders that created like robotics company or that created like really yeah. like, you know, outstanding stuff that I can't even dream of. But my post on, I don't know, on like the three or the 10 podcasts to follow was getting like max reach and these guys were not getting anything. And, I was, and so they came to me and was like, Nelio, I don't understand. How do I do this? And so it's very important to have first clarity on message and then there's distribution. A lot of people, whenever, whenever it comes to content and to personal brand, they think of crafting the perfect post, the perfect content, et cetera. Content quality is like 20%. The real thing is 80%, which is distribution. And, and I spent like so much time figuring this distribution out and I haven't figured it out at scale yet, but, and there, there are so many people that are way, way stronger than I am. And they're way below, like, like, you know, down the road from, from, Wait, from where And when you talk distribution, Anilia, when you talk distribution, do you mean one platform uh, two platforms, five platforms, or do you mean the frequency of posting on one platform? Like, how do you look at it? No, distribution is basically, it's leveraging the algorithm of the platform that you decide to post on. And it comes with one thing. You need to study the algorithm first. Because if your content doesn't comply to, the, to that algorithm, your, your content is not going to be distributed. If your content doesn't get, doesn't, doesn't respect the 
laws of gravity of content, it's going to crash. So there are very specific laws that no matter how good your content is, no matter how beautiful it sounds, no matter how curated it is, if it, it gets doesn't, shown. doesn't get shown, right? If it, doesn't, it doesn't show. So like, you know, how do you win that distribution in a way that is very organic? And I've worked relentlessly with my team, first with, with my, own, my, own, my, own, my own account, but then I trained a team, et cetera, to really like properly craft a system that is much more scalable so that anyone can probably, you know, that you could give me any sort of account, as long as you have like an interesting message to say, we can make it scale. Right. What about for founders to give them a little bit of uh, a, a, some kind of tangible thing? So they know they have a certain message they need to say, they have decent clarity. Let's say they're doing it on LinkedIn. They're doing it themselves because that's where they are for now. They have some kind of story to tell. What do they need to do? So they, what do they need to do to, to get some traction? I'm not talking about a thousand likes, but a few. What do they need to yeah, do? Yeah, so, so the first thing they need to cater that specific post that specific message to a specific audience. So first of all, it comes with your connection. Because let's say if today you're posting on LinkedIn, you probably don't even know who your connections are. Like you don't have a proper mind mapping. You don't have a proper mapping of who you've connected with. So now you have no clarity on, your, on the people in your network. So it's as if you're going inside a room every time you post on LinkedIn, it's as if you're you're standing up on stage. And now you have zero clarity on who's standing, like who's sitting there while you're talking. So it's a recipe of failure. So the first thing we do, we map out the connections because the founder would come to us and, or, or even myself or whatever, like, you know, they would come to us and say, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna tell this story and this other, but it's like, forget about your story. Who's your audience? So define your audience. And then say, oh, my audience are, I don't know, um, Tell me something. I, I don't know. You tell me like investors, VCs, investors, uh, sure. Silicon Valley. I say, fine, perfect. Your audience is that. Do you have these people in your audience? Oh, I don't know. I added a bunch of people. Then we go on their on, on, on the back end. We look at all the connections they have and the following, which is like which is like very different. And then we're like, man, you only have people in logistics that are sitting in like the other side of the world. So now you're now in your mind, you're targeting these other people there that are not in the room. So you're standing up on a stage where the audience is not the people you want to talk to. So the first thing is how do we get that audience? How do we, how do we connect to that audience? And there's so many systems for that. So we go and we connect with that audience first, and then we seed content that resonates with the audience. So we start with the audience first. Otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Otherwise you're standing on a stage where your your spectators or or people that are listening to your messages, like you don't even know who they are, and you don't even know if that message resonates with them in the first place. I actually so, think this is this is this them. is something that most people miss. Like I think most people miss that part. Like literally what you just said, the uh, audience mapping. I don't think most people even look at that enough. That, that's why that, that's that, that's the first thing, and that's the first thing we actually go and look at. We look at the audiences, the amounts of followers how many influencers you have in your, in your audience, how, and then how you connect with different segments of your audience. Because at the end of the day, you're like a product. It, as soon as you want to start doing personal branding, you are selling yourself as a product. So you need to sell to different cohorts in a different and very specific way. Um, simply that you don't have like a physical product, but it's like, 
it's like you're delivering value to them. We have a few minutes left, Nelia. This was actually great, by the way. Your final message to the audience, anything you wanted to, to leave them with? Uh, we mostly talk to founders. Anything I haven't asked you uh, in this uh, short time uh, you wish I did? Oh, wow. Um, so I think the next steps is in terms of expectations and in terms of consistency. Uh, building a personal brand is extremely difficult. Um, it's, it, it's, it, it takes really so much time. There is nothing, there is no silver bullet. There is no magic algorithm. There is, there is no growth hack that will put you in front of thousands and thousands of people. It just takes a lot of consistency, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of dedication. That's why you need to block specific time, specific resources, and specific focus. Um, that's that's what I, yeah, that's what I want to say. It's like it just it's not even when you look from the outside that there's a kid out there with a phone that just takes like a stupid selfie with his with his dog. And you see him like trending for millions and millions of people. Well, there's that's the tip of the iceberg. That's what you see. Like it's not the tool. It's actually that he cracked so many. He or she cracked so many things that you haven't seen happening. And one big thing is timing, because attention, and that's what like all these big marketing gurus as well will 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 will, will probably will probably agree to. It's like pretty much like a currency, and like currency like all like like cryptocurrencies like right. all like it all follows through bear and bull market so you like attention is exactly the same you need to get in at the right time you need to get out at the right time you need to stay the course like you know it's uh it's there's there's a real formula to it it's not and there's it's not, not that. Obviously, we are only we are not talking about only time of day. We're talking about the context. We're talking about what's happening in the news. We're talking about what's what else is going on with you, maybe with your audience. All of that stuff. It's 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 exactly. the context plus the platform plus the timing of the day of the month, of the month, and as well the maturity of the platform. So why, for instance, I chose LinkedIn? It's because I started this whole process in 2019 when I started my business. Because I was like, man, I need clients now. How do I how do I get clients? And so I started sharing like content for free uh, of all everything I was learning through the through through the through through the process. And there's like a lot of then as a result, a lot of founders came in and saying, "Hey, man, I love your content. Can we work together?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And that's how I built my business my business based on 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 LinkedIn. And I and I started on LinkedIn specifically because all the other platforms were impossible to scale, um, and were impossible to get noticed. If you do this on Instagram, it's gonna the discovery mechanism is pretty impossible. So the only two left were either Twitter or or LinkedIn, and I chose LinkedIn because it's more on the professional and also because the algorithm back then was much more open. Well, you didn't consider TikTok, or was it a little bit too early? Uh, I think it was a mix of being a bit too early, and also uh, the audience is not really there to like it's not really it's not like a business audience. Uh, it is in some sense. Of course, you can always get like a lot of business. I know a lot of, but um, simply the format, I don't know. It just felt, I, I really love writing um, and LinkedIn allows you that. Whereas TikTok is more like video heavy and um, funny. Yeah, and you also, it's also what you're good at, right? What you, what you are comfortable with, like writing versus I, I video. Love, I love long form and LinkedIn post allows you to, 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 to write like a post of 1,300 characters which is which is like a blog post nowadays. 
So basically like you're blogging the old way, but you're doing it through posts and it's very powerful. I feel, I mean, I, I love the fact of like putting my earphones on my headphones on putting some lo-fi music, just getting in the zone and writing simply because since I was five, I love writing. So Nelia, well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you for these answers. I'm sure founders will find it super helpful and we will cut the short clips out of it to make sure that they don't miss that part. And um, if you guys have any questions, reach out to Nelia. We'll have a link in the show notes. And uh, this was another episode of Off the Record. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back. Thanks. We are proud.